Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Stephen Wayne back from Raleigh, North Carolina, giving you a word for an encouragement on the Saturday morning. Every day it's going to be a seven-day devotion starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. Don't miss the 8 o'clock in the morning devotion. I might not be everywhere you go, but 8 o'clock devotion. Always get on my podcast. Subscribe. Tell people about me. Share it out. Tell people about my podcast. Because the more people get on my podcast, the more also I'm going to be shooting. I got a, uh, also I got two channels. I got one channel on YouTube called The Encourager 101. I want you to join that channel in The Encourager 101. Join me on, and also I'm on Haps TV as Stephen Batten. If you would, get them platforms on your phone. I'm going to tell you right now, in the next I'm going to just tell you there's going to be some apps that's going to be going away. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I think is so. Facebook, I think, is going to be going away. And I think another app is going to be going away pretty soon. So, I got to tell you this. I heard somebody say that eBay might be going away. I used to do a lot of reselling on eBay. But today is devotion day. Devotion is devotion time. I'm gonna be on here one day, starting next sometime uh, next week. I'm on my other app, uh, channel on YouTube called Stephen the Reseller. I'll be discussing some things. But today is devotion time. Let's get into the Word of God. We've been into the last couple of days in the John, so we're gonna go back into John because I think. The book of John has got some powerful, powerful things. Now we're going to be in into a, uh, into a, we talked about something the other day about Jesus talked about, he, we talked about Nicodemus. We talked about John the Baptist. But we also talk about how he chose his disciples. Now I want to talk about how John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Jerusalem countryside. Jesus spent some time with them, their baptizing people. And at this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anna near Shem because there was plenty of water there. People kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John, disciples, and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John, disciples, came and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. 
Talk about no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You and yourself know how plainly I told you. I'm not the Messiah. I'm only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who tears the bride. The bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him in his void vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at the success. He must become greater and greater, and I become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are the earth, and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater. He tells us about what he's seen and heard, and anyone for he sent by God, he speaks God's word, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The Father loves his Son, and anyone who believes in God's Son and his eternal life, anyone who doesn't obey the Son, will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Now, so after John the Baptist exalts Jesus, that means kind of, you know, the whole story is really Jesus sent his, God really kind of like ordained him or or, or just baptize him, but filled with the Holy Ghost, kind of like thing, kind of like thing. But the Spirit, you know, he's kind of like he went up, like like a wings of dove. You could feel the presence of God right when he baptized him. If you went to Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they'll tell you a little bit. It, it tells you more deeper what happened. John, just sometimes it just gives you the the outcome of what happened. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John through, through though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria. On the way, eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired of from the long walk, sat where beside the well about noon. Soon the Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his sovereign had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have something to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan one. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, who you are speaking to you, you would ask me, and I will give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and it's very, very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our answer, Jacob, who gave us as well? How can you offer better? Water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy. Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes flesh, a bone to spring with them, and giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the one who says, Give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to this world. Go get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. He said, You're right. You don't have a husband, for you have five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth, sir. The woman said, you must be a prophet. 
to tell you why is that Jesus says that Jerusalem is the only place to worship while we Samaritans claim to hear at Mazana were answered. She's right. Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when you will be no longer matter where you worship. The father on the mountain are in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one he worshiped, while we Jews knew all about him, for salvation comes to Jews. But the time is coming instead, indeed, is here now, when true worship will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, and so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am. Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Then Jesus then the disciples came back. They were shocked to find talking to a woman. None of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Why are you talking to her? The woman left her water, drove beside the well, and ran back to the village to tell every every everyone, come and see a man who told me. So the people came stream from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples would urge Jesus to rob to eat something. She's like, I have a kind of your food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food? Well, my nurse comes from doing the will of God. He sent me when finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I said, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is being brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvest alike. You know the saying, one plants another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to a harvest where you didn't plant. Others has already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Oh, good God Almighty. Jesus was teaching his disciples about seed root harvest instead of seed time and harvest. It's seed root and harvest. Because I believe that if you don't plant your seed in the right fertilization, the seed's got to get rooted down deep. In order the plant will be produced. You got to put the plant in the right fertilization. The right nourishment. Or it will never produce in planting. Or it will never produce in the right soil. The seed must be rooted down in the right soil to get the harvest. When you plant a some, did you know that people that gives on TV will never see their seed produce? Did you know that? When you give somebody else's, when you give your money to somebody else's seed on TV, you will never see your seed produce. You'll never see your, you'll never prosper. That's why I said you you only will prosper when you're at your local church and you're sitting there next to a good leader, a good preacher, dividing attention, giving him honor, get them, get him the, uh, you take notes, 
you write, you absorb in your mind. And I got to tell you, I'm not making this up. I'm telling you the truth. The, it, it's, it's all about giving to your local churches. Giving to your local, your church that you go to. It's not about giving to somebody else's churches that is down the road that has nothing compared to what the church that you're going to. Do you know what I'm saying? Is be careful who you sow to because the seed could die. Be careful of who you listen to because the seed will die. Be careful of who you learn from because the seed will die. And the reason why I say this is because the seed could be corrupted. When you get corrupted in a mind of a bad seed, it kills your need. It also kills your wants. It also kills your, your anointing. It also kills the productivity in your life. The blessing in it cuts off all the stuff that you need. When there's bad fruit, there's no productive. There's no product. There's no producing. There's no product that that's there on the table. When your when your computer or your telephone or your TV or whatever, or your lights, or whatever that goes wrong, it shuts down. Because the right, it's not the right seed. It's not the right producer. You got to have the right producer to get the right product. Okay, God Almighty. Jesus is the right leader to produce in you. Jesus is the right producer to get in you. What you plant. Is what you get. What you sow. Is what it will grow. You can have all the money in the world. But if you don't give God your 10% of it. Then you're robbing God. There's. You can tell your son one, you, you you got, you probably have so many, if you got a son and a daughter and they don't listen to people on TV, but not going to a church. I, I mean, I'm talking about a church. Go to a church, sit down and with the leader and be a listener. Like what Bishop, my bishop said, a believer if you are a believer in Christ, if you are a believer in Christ, you'd be showing up every Sunday ready to rock, ready to knock on Jesus' door every Sunday morning. Get involved. If you 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 got a church and it's already built and you got. A lot of people in your church, you can't see all your people. Let me tell you something. A pastor 
If you can't shake the hands of a pastor when you wake up, when you see him in the morning, and you want to talk to the pastor, you want to make that quality time, but you got to make the appointment to see the pastor because a pastor has a schedule, has a plan. You see, I don't jump to, I, I can't go to my, my bishop's house anytime I want to. I have to make the appointment or schedule a time. What you are doing in your life today can be doing something in the day. Everybody looks, oh, oh today is, it's rainy, but I can't go outside because it's raining. I can't go to church because it's raining. They're having excuses in their book why you can't go outside. Let me tell you, friend, it's going to rain. It's going to be sun shining. It's going to be the days of a season where sometimes you just got to stand still and wait upon God and do the things that God has called you to do and be blessed. Think about what God has done for you in the situations and problems that you've been facing, but you overcome it because of God. Let me tell you, because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit, because you ask. See, some people don't believe this. Some believe don't believe in asking God for something. But doing something in front of God to get your reward. See, a lot of people ask things, but they ask specific things. But they don't ask the right thing. You got to ask the right thing for, from God to get it. You got to get, see... Your wants can come later, but your needs comes first. Because God's got to see if your wants are going to be lined up in what your needs. You might need a job. Well, God will look at it and say, oh, he needs a job. He needs to provide for his family. So that, that's first. That's, that's the ultimate goal. But then if you want a car... To get to point A to point B, well, God's going to try to find a new car. But you got to sell any kind of vehicle that God gives you until you establish the income to get what you need in your life. First of all, when you get that income, you get that paycheck, you need to put aside a 10% of what you make into God's kingdom. Every kingdom, no, every time God opens the door for you and you make that money, please put the 10% or sow a, 10% and sow a special seed in the art. Because I believe in a tithe and I believe in a seed of an expectation. What do you need in your life right now that you need to overcome? What do you need in your life that, that God can do something for you right now? God just does not just open up a, a door for you and then all of a sudden shuts it. He opens the opportunity for you to get the, the light that you need, the nourishments inside of your life, 
Det er lige at... Oh See, every time opportunity that God gives you and you refuses it, God just closes to give it to somebody else. Here you are sitting in church and you're saying, you say, I can't be used. Yes, you, you got a gift. God, you, you got saved. You got a testimony. You got a mind. You got a heart. You got a soul. But what's happening is you're sitting there complaining and having excuses and you're not and you're not getting up in the morning and you're not getting to church because you're afraid of this stupid virus that came out. So everybody's worried about this virus. When God says, I'm the overcomer. The pandemic has rocked everybody's brain, all the world. They're going to, everything. But Jesus says, whoa. I'm the one that created the world. I'm the one that created the stars. I'm the one that created the waters. I'm the one that, thing. Even though that he did that. He created man and he created woman. He created Adam and he created Eve. What happened was Eve got Satan deceived Eve. Eve deceived Adam. And then what's going to happen next is it's just getting chaos. Sin is in this world because of chaos. Something happened a long time ago. Lucifer rejected God because he wanted the control of heaven. He wanted authority. But God said, this is mine. I'm the daddy. You listen to the daddy. And when you don't want to listen to the daddy, and you get get kicked out of, of heaven with your fallen angels, and they'll follow angels or demons, be careful for a demon walks inside your house. Be careful of the person that you're associating with because there's a demon that's floating around in the house. There's music that comes in the house and kills everything that's that's not right. Today I come on here to give you a devotion of what I believe when that woman at the well said, I want to know the living water, she accepted it because of one thing, because she recognized something that was in him. When you speak the word, the word is the oil that drops on somebody. One drop of oil will always open the door with new soil, but a new change. Oh, good God. I feel like shouting right now. But I want you to lift your hands up right now. And I'm going to do a special prayer for you and the unbelievers. Dear Lord, I know I made a mistake. Please forgive me of my sins. I want to be a winner in you. I want the living champion that's in me. I want to use my gift. I want to start doing the things of God in my life today. Not tomorrow, but today, Lord. Make me brand new right now. 
In the name of Jesus, I say, amen. You said that prayer, you're in the book of life. All you, all you believers that are new, I want you to contact me on Facebook Messenger, Stephen Wayne Batten. And I want to, I don't know when my book will be out. It'll probably be a couple more weeks or three weeks or so. But once my book is out, the ones that said that prayer, I want to send her a copy of my book to you. I will pay it. I will pay it. I will send it to you. Matter of fact, I'm going to start. If anybody wants to invest in my ministry, go to my cash app. Dollar sign, Batten, 75. And you can send money that way. And go right straight into my account. I hope you're having a great and wonderful, wonderful day. And remember, tell somebody about Jesus today. And I'm going to let you know that Jesus loves you always.